You're listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello and welcome back Black Sheep community to my podcast. My name is Karina and I am diving into the personal development series this Friday to talk to you guys all about my ayahuasca experience and integration in this episode. So last episode, we ended up talking about my experience drinking the first cup, my very first ayahuasca ceremony that I sat in in my entire life. So if you guys haven't listened to that episode, I urge you to go back and have a listen. And today I'm going to be diving into cup number two and then also telling you what my integrations were. So what are the lessons I've learned and how I essentially integrated those lessons into my life? Because it's one thing to go and sit in these ceremonies and do plant medicine, but it's another thing to actually put the lessons into practice, to apply them into our daily life, because that is really the purpose of doing these healing medicines, right? It's not enough just to go do it, tick it off and be like, okay, I'm enlightened and I'm healed. That's just not how it works. It has a lot more behind it. There's a lot more work to be done with these sacred plant medicines. And if you are going to be someone that's going to experiment and try these medicines, then I urge you to take your integration as seriously as I do because I really, really take it seriously. And part of the reason I'm even podcasting is because for me, this is my integration to read off my journal entries to, you know, be able to say it out loud, speak it out loud to maybe one day when I'm like 80 years old to look back on this and hit play on my podcast and be like, wow, Karina, like you were a fucking badass doing this shit when you were younger. Like good for you for, you know, pushing yourself to learn, to grow, to heal. So that's really my intention with this, right? This is medicine for me. And hopefully through my words and integration, this can be medicine for you as well, even if you don't decide to do plant medicine ever. And again, I'm by no means saying that you should or shouldn't do plant medicine, especially ayahuasca. I always say, do your research, right? This podcast is a form of my creative expression of me sharing my lessons to inspire you, to educate you, to, you know, hope that you can resonate with some of the things that I'm going through in my life. So I've already had a lot of women ever since I've started talking about plant medicine on my podcast, reach out to me. And one of my clients that's enrolled in my new program, Your Higher Self, you know, she really resonated with the mushroom ceremony. And it just shows me that what I'm doing is really important because I'm speaking to people who 
are out there going through similar experiences, right? And are interested in doing the healing work for themselves. So I'm really, really humbled and grateful to know that I have you guys as my audience listening. And if you really like what you're hearing, if you've been here listening every week and you haven't left a review yet, then please, please leave a review. It will take you two seconds to literally write a comment, leave a five-star review. I really appreciate it. It's going to help my podcast go up in the charts. That way more people can find it, more people can listen to it and be inspired by it. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode where I'm going to talk about my experience drinking cup number two. So I left off pretty much saying that I was like itching for the second cup. I was ready. Like I had just gone to hell and back drinking my first cup and I did not think that I was going to be one of the first ones ready to get another cup, right? I was like, there is no way I ever want to do that again. Like while I was in the trip and the experience, I remember my monkey mind saying, Karina, why did you do this? This was the stupidest idea. I never want to come back here. Take me back to the 3D world now. Like that was literally my mind. I kid you not. I didn't want to surrender. I was so scared. I was so afraid. And I've already told you guys that I do not do well with psychedelics. I've never been one to do mushrooms, really. I've done it a handful of times. So I'm by no means like an experienced psychonaut, right? (laughs) Like psychonaut is the term for people who like to do psychedelics and experiment with them. So let me get into what happened. Of course, you know, I was begging for this other cup. I remember crawling my way to the altar, sitting in front of um, the shaman and just like asking for him to fill my cup. And, you know, I didn't ask for half. I wanted a full dose. Like I was ready. (laughs) And I knew like, I knew that I had more to learn. And like, they say if you're questioning it, right, you, you, you will know you'll come out of the trip and you won't be like so, you know, you'll be able, you'll be rational, you'll pretty much be like grounded. So you will know, okay, I'm ready for another one. Because if you don't take another one, you're probably just going to sit there for another three hours while everyone else goes through their experience and you're just going to be there like sleeping. So I was just like, I'm ready. Let's do more work. Like it was hard work, right? What I had done. But I was ready for more. I was ready for Mother Aya to show me what else I had to be shown. So when I went and drank the second cup, you know, of course, I was so afraid again. I was like thinking, what am I doing? Like, but at the same time, I was like, I didn't die. So there's that. (laughs) So I ended up drinking it, going back to my seat, doing my meditation again. And this time it had come on much quickly much more quickly, right? The first time it felt like an hour I was waiting for it to kick in. And this time it was like 10 or 15 minutes because I already had the ayahuasca, you know, in my body, in my system. So it was just like a quick trigger and I was back in the trip again. And this time this wave, this powerful, intense wave just took over me again. And I remember like, dying again, feeling myself going through this ego death a second time. And I was just like, oh my God, is this really happening again? Like, are we really going back to the darkness? So I don't mean to scare you guys. Like I said, everyone's experience is different, but mine was really, really dark in the sense that 
I said in the last episode, I knew that I had to heal a lot of ancestral trauma and wounding. And a lot of it comes from, you know, the feminine side. And this whole ceremony was really, really a lot of feminine energy and a lot of darkness. Like I told you guys, the girl next to me was going through intense healing. Um, and it's just, it was mostly women in the ceremony. And even the healers, they were all wearing white and they were all like, just felt like these lights that were sent from heaven to come and to just like watch over us and to help us all work through our pains and traumas. So I really felt like this ceremony had that power in there, right? There was darkness, but there was also a lot of light. So I want to just say that, like, it's not all dark and scary because in the end, I'm going to talk about how it actually turned out to be really, really blissful. So just like stay with me and don't get completely scared because I promise you, like I survived and I came out in the other side. (laughs) So anyway, I got taken back down through this whirlwind. And when I say I was having like an ego death, I mentioned it in the last episode, but I literally saw myself just like having this outer body experience, like my soul just disconnecting from my body. And, you know, right away I felt dizzy. I was like grabbing my bucket. I had to purge. And I felt like the purging I was doing, like the throwing up in the bucket, um, you know, I felt myself like really it was almost like I was just letting out years and years of trauma and pain from all of my ancestors. Like it was like, you're not done yet. Like you are, you've come back for the second cup because you are literally healing generations, right? Like all these generations, like no one before me in my lineage has done this work, has healed themselves, right? This is why growing up, um, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, experiences seeing like my mom go through pain and trauma, my grandmother, the same, you know, their relationships with men and different things like that. It's a lot of emotional trauma that they've had. And that has probably been passed down to them from their ancestors. And then, you know, passed down to me and trauma is stored in your DNA, right? It's like scientifically proven. So I got pass down that trauma in my DNA, right? And you might have something similar. Maybe you don't have the same traumas as me. Maybe you have something different, but everybody inherently is born with some kind of karmic wounding and trauma, right? And if you're not, then like amazing. Your parents, your ancestors, they're like rock stars. Good for them. Like if you don't have to heal yourself, like kudos to you. I wish my ayahuasca ceremony was just light and love, but it wasn't, you know, it definitely wasn't. And I know some people who have had ceremonies that didn't involve any purging or any pain. And like I said, everyone's is different. So I'm being fully transparent with you guys on how mine is. And I've told everyone, you know, that has been in the, that's in the spiritual community here in Tulum. That's also doing ceremonies about my experience. And I have no shame around it. I have nothing to hide, right? I'm so open about it because this is my medicine, me speaking my truth, me really reflecting on what I've been through and what I'm healing. Like it's so important to to talk about it and to normalize it because in society, we like to stigmatize so many things like, ooh, you shouldn't talk about that, right? Like 
talking about plant medicine. You shouldn't talk about that. That's not professional. Like, what are you doing on the weekend? Like, you shouldn't be doing that as a business coach. Well, you know what? I'm here to rewrite that whole story because I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about on my podcast. It's my podcast. And as well, I want to be that light for people to show them that this should be normalized. Doing healing work over spending your weekend getting wasted and drinking alcohol, right? And making stupid decisions like I used to do in my past life. You know, why is that normalized by society? Why is it that, you know, that's okay to talk about and promote on social media and, you know, post stories and photos of you getting wasted and, you know, doing whatever. And meanwhile, talking about this is something that should be like kept under the table and shouldn't be talked about. Why? Because society doesn't want to normalize these things, right? Because plant medicines are actually powerful. And, you know, why is it that big pharma doesn't want this to come out? Because they want to keep you on their medicines, right? Oh, and that's like a whole other spiel. Like, I don't want to get into that now. I think I'm going to actually save this for another episode and I'm going to have a guest expert or guest speaker come on to talk all about sobriety and how that should be normalized because I'm like a huge advocate for, you know, normalizing things that are actually beneficial to human beings. So for me, plant medicine has been very beneficial for my personal life and my business. So anyway, I'm getting super passionate about it because it's just it's just amazing work. And I really, like I said, I'm not saying you have to do it, but I'm saying that I believe it should be normalized because it just has so much immense healing power behind it. And anyway, let's keep going with what was happening in the ceremony before I dive too deep and go off on a rant. But this is my podcast anyway. So like I said, I'm just flowing, guys. I know I don't script anything. I literally just speak from my heart. So I do have my journal in front of me, though, and I want to just like read off where I kind of left off. So like I was saying, I was really releasing all of this trauma. And this time, like if I thought my first death after the first cup that I drank, and when I say death, like obviously I didn't die, but like in my DMT trip and experience like I you know the visual that I got was me separating from my body and this time I like felt it so much greater like I purged even more I literally started to shake and I got like pulled back by the spirit by mother ayahuasca onto my yoga mat and I I literally just couldn't even sit up like I was just like on my back like fully back like shaking and I almost like blacked out for a moment, I think. Like, I don't even remember what happened, but I do remember like all of these healers coming to me and they just knew intuitively when to heal me. Like I was already saying that in the last episode, but this time I felt like so many hands on me just telling me I am light. I am healing like generations of trauma. And literally these women that were coming up to me, like, I don't know if it was me visualizing it or they were actually physically there but they were speaking to me and giving me these like messages of wisdom that I am literally breaking generational curses and I am undoing all of the trauma that my lineages and my ancestors have suffered so those were the kind of messages I was getting and you know I remember telling myself to just like get my head out of the bucket to ground myself and breathe because 
that was like one thing they said, like, you know, you can end up being stuck in the bucket for ages. And like, you know, I was here like feeling sorry for myself, had my head in the bucket, like constantly throwing up. And I remember just being like, Karina, like you're pathetic, like lift yourself up and like, you know, just wipe your mouth, blow your nose, you're going to be fine. Um, So I like at some points got myself up, like would get my head out of the bucket, but like then I would just get taken again into this trip. And yeah, I remember just like getting a face mist here and there. I was given a pillow when I needed one. And then I remember this one girl came up to me and she literally asked me like for my name. She was trying to get me up and she was just like telling me to just focus on my breath. And she was like, telling me that she's like remember who you are remember who you are she's like put her hand on my heart and she said that she felt my power she's like you are here to heal yourself to heal your traumas and to heal others and I can just like hear all of these whispers um and yeah I felt myself being like reborn you know almost like I was just like having this death and rebirth into like this new person. And Yvonne, the shaman, he kept coming up to me as well. And he would blow this tobacco on my head. And the tobacco was meant to like ground you and to release any pain as well. Um, And then all of a sudden, I just remember, you know, I said I had like a little moment of blackout. And then I was literally carried out by, I think, a bunch of the healers to the fire outside so we were in the temple i was on my yoga mat i had my pillow my sleeping bag there and i literally got carried out outside and i remember just like being in this trip still feeling like the healers healing me putting their hands on me and stuff and i remember i like finally awoke from all of the pain that i just went through and i like i almost felt like i had this rebirth and i opened my eyes and i saw the fire and i saw i was outside and i was a bit disoriented and i was like wait how did i how did i get here wasn't i just inside um and then i realized i was literally laying on someone else's blanket um and i was just so thankful for the support that i had i felt all this gratitude and remembered all the whispers that i had about me being strong me being a light um to continue to be myself to continue to love myself all of these messages coming through and I had my rose quartz on my neck as well that just kept coming into my hand and it was like the symbol of self-love to like you know really just remember that I am love and yeah all of this kind of just stuck with me and I remember just taking a moment sitting there looking at the fire and going wow like that was hard that was painful what I had to go through but like at the end of the day all that matters is love And that was like the biggest underlying message. It was just like to forgive all of my ancestors, to forgive them for all of the trauma they have been through and, you know, any of my family or anything like that. And to really forgive myself and to love myself as well. So I just felt really grounded all of a sudden, um, even though I was like super disoriented after, you know, not knowing how I ended up by the fire. And I took a moment to just sit there to kind of get myself back to you know, the reality. And I started to like crawl back to the temple, like literally crawling because I couldn't walk. Um, The cups that I had were super powerful. And of course, like it makes you feel like you're almost like really drunk and really high on, on weed at the same time. Like if that's one way I can describe it, that's pretty much how it felt. Um, 
so I ended up crawling back into the portal and I remember I couldn't find my seat. Like I was so disoriented. I was literally like, and it was pitch black because it's nighttime. I don't know. It's probably 5 a.m. at this time. I have no idea. There's no, there's no recollection or, or time tracking at all. It's just kind of like, yeah, like I just know it's the middle of the night. Right. And I had a moment as well as I crawled up the stairs that I like looked at the stars and was really just grateful and and looking up. And, and it was a full moon that night and it was so beautiful. And I was like, wow, this is just like so powerful. I really felt the energy and and I really just sat there and was like, I am just like so grateful. Like I was so humbled. Like this, this powerful spirit just kicked my fucking ass. She showed me my like deepest, darkest traumas and and my fears of dying and and you know, all the hurt and all the pain. And at the end of it, I came out just feeling like this abundance of love and joy and gratitude for for living this life, for being able to be here doing this work for myself and and getting the messages of wisdom that I am literally love and light and that I am my own shaman at the end of the day. Like I am healing all of my ancestors and, and myself. And it was just a really, really beautiful feeling. So anyway, when I got back inside finally, like I said, I couldn't find my seat and there was this like girl sitting on my place. And at first I was so disoriented. And I remember like the other women were like, yeah, like come sit here. Cause they knew it was my spot. And I like squeezed in next to her and I was sharing my spot with her. And then I ended up giving her my sleeping bag because I felt like she really just needed to be there. And I, before I would have been so triggered by her of someone being in my space, but because I had just been through all of that pain and trauma and taken on, you know, all of my ancestors' pains, I really came out just feeling so much more compassionate to humanity and, and really just realizing that we are all here as, you know, we are all souls coming onto this earth, living this human experience. And we all have our own pains. We all have our own traumas. We all have shit that we're going through. And it just made me really humble, really compassionate. And I gave this woman my sleeping bag and just let her sit there. And, and I was just like, I wish her healing. And, you know, she can stay in the space as long as she needs. And then she finally like got up and left. And then I got to stretch my legs out and just kind of lay back. And I remember just looking up and just being like, wow, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Universe. I literally think I said it like a hundred times. And that was the first time I was like, I think, no, not even I think like, I know that there is a God out there, that there are great spirits out there that, wow, like that just showed me that fully awakened any doubts that I ever had. That's for sure. Like, let's just put it that way. Um, you know, I felt really, really humbled by what I had just been through. And yeah, I just continued to sit there and I felt bliss just take over me so much love. And I listened to the music, the music that Yvonne and his healers that held the space played was so beautiful. Like it's the most majestic sounds that I have ever heard in my life. Like literally it's, it's insane. I will drop his YouTube in the link in the show notes so you guys can listen. It's like next level. And I was just like amazed that this, I was even hearing this, you know, I was like, how are people able to sing so beautifully, to play the guitar, to do the sound healing? It was just like amazing. And I really just felt like 
I was a new woman reborn and welcomed back into this 3D world. And I kept hearing, you know, other people kind of going through what they were going through. There was still a lot of purging and and people kind of, you know, going through whatever traumas they were facing. And I just felt so much compassion. I was like, I was just there and I know how you're feeling. And I just had so much love and compassion that I wanted to extend to them. And we all kind of gathered and went outside by the fire to sing and dance and, you know, everything I'd kind of just been through, like, I was exhausted, but somehow got myself up after going to the toilet and everything. And I remember just like starting to sway and dance. And I kept just hugging myself and holding myself in an embrace, like literally just holding myself so tight and going like, wow, I love myself. Like this is, this was the answer, like self-love. That's, that's the answer. (laughs) Like that's it. You know, I don't need a man to give me love, which is like, all I ever chased in my 20s was like love from another man. And it was like failed relationship after failed relationship. And, you know, my abandonment issues with my father and all of that. And I was like, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that I love me. And, you know, when I love myself, that's when I'm going to attract the right people into my life and people that love me too. And then I started thinking about how many people in my life I have that love me, like all of my good friends and new friends that I've been meeting. It was just, such like an an like it was like a new discovery that came through like almost like such a simple thing but you know a lot of people struggle with the self-love and I was one of those people so that was like the biggest lesson for me after drinking the two cups this entire ceremony I was literally just dancing to the songs of ayahuasca out by the fire and then I remember seeing the boys and we hugged and you know they were like welcome to your new life and I was like like I love my life I'm so happy to be in this life like I'm so grateful you know when you go through this experience, it's it's so hard to explain how much it humbles you, right? That's why they say people become spiritually awakened, enlightened, because it's like you see God, you know, you go through your ego death and you come out the other side awakened. And whatever lessons that you you get told, you know, you take those lessons with you and then you integrate them into your life. So my lessons were definitely all centered around self-love and healing my like ancestral traumas. So it was a very, very dark yet very light experience in the end, right? A lot of bliss, a lot of love in the end. I literally was just like, couldn't stop smiling, couldn't stop staring at the moon. I was literally like so appreciative that I was living this life, like so grateful, right? I can't even put it into words how I was feeling. So I, yeah, I remember that when we were by the fire, I was literally dancing ecstatically. I was hugging all my new brothers and sisters, and I felt like I could really trust men again. That was another thing, like a part of my self-love. I was like, wow, I have these new friends, and they're amazing. And pure love really exists, right? Like love that doesn't come from a place of ego or of a, from a place of like, I want something from you, like just like pure love. That's what I felt with everyone there. It was like everyone just became my family. So I wrote in my journal here, you know, I wrote this the next day and I said, this is what I will be integrating now, loving myself, having grace and surrendering to everything that happens. I will do the inner work and stay open to receive more messages from my guides in my dreams 
and in my meditative state. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mother Ayahuasca, Mother Gaia, and the universe. Like, I was just in awe of the world, you know? And the ceremony, yeah, it ended at like sunrise. We all ended up hugging and having some fruit. And I remember sharing my fruit with a dog. There was like this dog walking around and he just like came sat next to me while I was eating my banana and I gave him half my banana. And usually I'm like someone that just, I, I'm starving. Like I'm not sharing my food with you and yet I'm sharing my food with this dog. Like I just had compassion for every living thing, right? It didn't matter if it was an ant. Um, I was just yeah, in love with life in that moment, like on an ayahuasca high, essentially post, you know, all of the purging and darkness that I went through. So two days after I ended up writing down how I felt and doing some more integrating and I wrote two days post ayahuasca and I'm feeling more alive than ever. I have been integrating so much of my work, all of the lessons that mother ayahuasca taught me I know the changes that I need to make, and I am so ready to be this new person that I've always been destined to be. I am pure light and love, and the only love that I need is my own. I no longer chase. I only attract. That goes for men. That goes for friends. That goes for clients. That's for anyone that's meant to be in my life. I know that they will cross my path, and I will know that they are truly meant to be in my life for a reason. I am so excited for the next chapter that I'm writing. It's only three months into the new year, which means I have nine nine months to go to hit all of my goals. A lot can change in a year. I know this. Who I was a year ago is completely different. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I was so lost and so confused. I just got fired and I came home trying to figure out what the hell to do. Thanks to all of the hardships of 2020, I am now here running my own thriving online business, serving others, and really, truly happy and 100% in love with my life and myself. I am cutting out all of the toxic people from my life, fake friends, men that can't meet me at my level and see me for the queen that I am, all of it. I am so ready to give birth to this new Karina, to the Karina who knows she is light and is here on this earth to help others see their light and heal themselves. I am so ready to serve with an open heart. I know I am creating new opportunities to serve and this podcast is a stepping stone to that new paved way. I love myself. Thank you, Source, for showing me who I am at my highest self. Wow, that was like a really powerful journal entry to read and to see that how much I have integrated these lessons. So this ceremony that I did was two months ago, right? It's like beginning of June now. So just over two months ago, I I did this very first ayahuasca ceremony and I can tell you that I integrated all of those things, right? My self-love for myself took off. I cut certain people out of my life. You know, I don't have time for emotionally unavailable people, men, friends, fake friendships, none of that, right? And I just really know who I am now, you know? And I can confidently say that I definitely still have so much work to do, right? I'm not perfect. I mean, I still made mistakes these last couple months. I'm not here trying to say that I'm fully healed or fully enlightened. Like this is a work, this is work that's going to continue throughout my life. And, you know, I still continue to do ceremonies. I took like about a 
a month break from any more plant medicine. And then I actually, yeah, started diving into some more when I came back to Tulum um, end of May. So actually almost a two month break, right? Because I did the ceremony end of March. And then I just did another ceremony, uh, ayahuasca ceremony when I came back end of May. So I will be talking about those. Um, but pretty much, I think it's really important to take time to integrate because this was like a huge lesson for me, right? Like all of that work I did to heal my generational trauma, that was a lot to process. Like I had to sit with that and I had to think about it and then I had to apply it into my life. And I've really seen myself apply it into my life. Like I said, really, really have. Um, it's made me so much more confident in who I am, my business. And yeah, that's why I felt called to go back and do more ceremonies to get more messages and guidance of wisdom for my business, for my new soul aligned path that I'm on. And yeah, that's pretty much how my ayahuasca experience was. And the lessons that I learned, how I integrated them into my life. And I just want to stress again, if you guys have been inspired by this and you're on your own healing journey or you're wanting to go on a healing journey, then again, I urge you to do your own research, to wait till you feel the call to do something like this because it's not something that should be taken lightly. Um, you know, for me, I'm a very self-aware person and I know exactly like what I have to work on. And I'm quite strong in a sense that, you know, these things can feel really dark and heavy, but I like to see the light in things, right? You know, yes, dark and heavy things happen, but it's like, how can we grow from this? How can we evolve? How can we integrate all of this and yeah, become better human beings? And that's what I really feel like I've done after my plant medicine experience with ayahuasca. And I know that it's not going to be the last ceremony. Well, it hasn't been because I have done a couple more ceremonies after that um, in this month of May and now going into June. And I will maybe talk about them in the future episodes. I'm going to have a think of whether or not I'm going to bring more episodes on. I feel like a lot of people have been resonating with it. So if people do want to hear more about it, if you do, then please let me know. Send me a DM if you would like to hear more because I know that a lot of you have been listening. I don't know exactly who's listening, um, but if you're one of the people that has been listening to these episodes, then please send me a DM. Let me know if you would like to hear more and then I can record some more episodes because, yeah, this is medicine for me as well. And I love to just speak openly about my experience. I love to share my integration. And I really hope that this was powerful and inspiring and transformative for you as well. Um, if you can please share this to your story, tag me or even just screenshot it and share it to me privately. Tell me what resonated. Tell me what you've learned. I would love to hear from you. It would mean so, so much to me. And again, Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. And I hope you enjoyed. So that was a really vulnerable episode that I shared with you guys. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I know how busy everyone's day is. And I hope that you got a lot out of this episode. And if you did, please share with me on Instagram your takeaways. And I also want to mention that 
I am officially opening the doors to my program, Your Higher Self. I've had some masterclasses the last few weeks to really show you what this coaching program is going to be like. So if you're interested in getting a replay, that's available for you. You can DM me. But this program is going to be like anything else, unlike anything else on the market in a sense that anyone that is an early CEO, a coach, a service or product-based business provider, or somebody that's in a nine to five, a current or ex-yachty that's looking to really create their reality, start their online business, learn how to show up online and scale. This program is literally for you because I'm going to infuse spirituality and mindset into it alongside with the business strategy so that you can literally come out of this transformed and a fully spiritual as fuck CEO running their own soulfully aligned business on the road. So I'm so excited to share this with you. If this feels aligned with you, then please check the link in my bio where you can apply to the program, Your Higher Self, and we can see if we are the right energetic fit to work together. I am so excited to connect with you and talk more about this with you. And I do have other programs as well with my Financially Free Yachty Mastermind, as well as my ebook, which you can check out in the link in the show notes in the other episodes. So thank you so much. And one more thing, I want to announce that I am a create ambassador, a create festival ambassador, which means that I am promoting Adam Roa's community. He is an amazing YouTuber influencer who is literally inspiring so many people all around the world. And he's bringing all of these highly influential speakers to you in this three-day festival online on Zoom at the end of June. So if you're interested, I encourage you to come to this festival. You can use my code, the Black Sheep Travels, The link is in the show notes for you guys to enroll into that festival. And I really hope to see you there. It's literally going to be all personal development for business, relationships, sexuality. So this is for anybody that's interested. And every single ticket sale is helping me win a three-month membership to their create community, which I'm actually going to give away to somebody in need. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here.